is another episode of Flavor in Your Ear Podcast. A podcast about damn near any and every topic with no filter and zero regard for the easily offended. Everything you say upsets somebody. Please welcome the man behind the madness. The most important person with all due respect. Let's go! Your host and audio flavor maestro. My man. Marquise Edwards. If it bleeds, it leads. Hey, so the cool thing about podcasting is because I pre-record my episodes and I have batch episodes, I can do things like this. What is things like this? Well, I can record the day of and implement some bullshit or whatever I want to here and make it relevant. You know, I can put it right into the to the, to the episode. So that's fucking cool as fuck, first of all. And I wanted to do this little small segment. Uh, that I'm going to implement into this episode uh, just about the current events that's going on so I can be up to speed. Uh, a few things that happened, if you're not following in the hip-hop world, uh, 2 Chains came out with a new mixtape or something like that, and I listened to it, and I'd like you all to hear my line for 2021. So I'm like an OG now. I'm about, I'm, you know, I'm in the crisp early 30s, so this is my line. It's a little ignorant, but I love it. This is like my fire-ass line. This is my line. This is my go-to line for the year. So have a listen. Oh, man. I just sat up on the stand, told a lie straight to the honor, old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama, all the shit that I have done, I cannot believe in coming, old enough to be your daddy, young enough to fuck your mama, young enough to fuck your sister, young enough to fuck your auntie, I ain't messing with your granny, I just drugged her out them Xanis, I'm a beast, I'm a dog, got a motherfucking addict, nigga tell them pull them up, drop them motherfucking Fire, right? I can't play too much because I don't want to get no copyright and whatnot, but. Damn, son, where'd you find this? And guess what? I don't know if you all been keeping up with the news. Word around is they found a coronavirus vaccine. Now, I know. Hold on before you start getting all nervous and shit. I know that there's a lot of controversy around this vaccine and a lot of people don't know if they can trust it or not. But science works and. We've been relying on science up to this point. There are a lot of things that could have happened to this world that scientists could have done. They could have created the virus, whoever fucking knows. So I would say keep your ears open if you want things to go back to travel. I want to fucking travel. I want to go places. I'm tired of being quarantined. I'm tired of getting tests shoved up my nose. I want to see my kids. There's so many things I want to do. So vaccine me, baby. Please vaccine me. You might might want to go look up the two leading candidates for the vaccine that should be distributed as early as December. Uh, Pfizer, and that's Pfizer to spell P-F-I-Z-E-R and Moderna, M-O-D-E-R-N-A. They have separately released data and everything like this about the high percentage effectiveness. I think they are both over like 90% effective with their vaccine. So I know a lot of you all like, no, I'm not doing it, but you're going to just be isolated and we're not going to be able to coincide if you think you're going to send your kids to school or you're going to be to go to work when everybody's vaccinated and you're not. I don't think that's how it's going to work. So uh, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff like that around it. But as far as me, I've been in the military. They fucking gave me everything already. So this next vaccine probably won't do much to me anyway. I'm full of shit as it is. So I want to travel. I want to get on the plane. I want to go around. I want to explore. I want to go turn back up. So please be cognizant and keep up. Just go research on these companies and see, you know, what's going on before you start going to the conspiracy theories and all that shit like that. So that's another little bit of tidbit of food for thought today. I would not be myself if I didn't include this part to thank everybody for all the support, all of the feedback. I have some great friends because I wanted honest feedback for the first show. I wanted things that I can do better. Uh, how my voice sound, how my vocals sound, should I slow down, should I speed up, was I too monotone? And a couple of my friends gave me some very good feedback, so they grilled my ass, first of all, and said, oh, you were just rambling on, and you were you weren't yourself, you weren't opinionated, you weren't petty. So guess what, motherfuckers, I'm just letting y'all know that I heard your voices. I heard everything, I heard all the input, I love it, and it challenges me to do better. That's all that I really want, is to do better. So I want you to know your voices have been heard. A few new things that you can find uh, with our 
social media. Uh, Facebook will always have the first uh, crack at a release of an episode preview. Twitter, you can send in questions if you like uh, that we would like me or my guests to answer, um, and we can you know chop it up and things like that. Uh, pretty cool. That's what Twitter is used for. Instagram, there will be a link for any travel destination that we recommend. So that will, every social media handle has different uh, perks to it if you follow and stay up with them. Uh, also in the hip-hop world, if you're not familiar, uh, there's a versus uh, on November 19th between famous trap rapper Gucci Man and famous ATO rapper Young Jeezy. Now, the thing about it, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the hip-hop world, is these two have some real-life beef. I'm talking about people's friends got shot, making diss songs pretty hard against each other, and they both live in ATL. So because of the pandemic, we can't do much. This is pretty exciting. These two are going to sit in the room and play their top hits and go against each other without killing each other for all we know. But I think deep down, we hope they fight. Even though these are like grown men old as hell right now, we hope they fight. That's what we want to we, we see. There's no action out there right now, so don't judge. But I would like you all to know that the pettiness is coming. I have some content. I have, I come from humble, humble beginnings. I have to, you know, slow down. I didn't want to be too hype and too crazy the first episode. But I heard y'all voices. I'm not going to be monotone. I'm going to get my damn opinion. I'm too opinionated not to get my damn opinion. So I just wanted to keep that in mind for you guys that I will be me. I'm getting better with time, more confident, and taking the criticism in stride. Okay? So with that being said, back to my guest as she elaborates a little bit on the new president-elect Joe Biden and vice president-elect Kamala Harris. <laughs> welcome, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Flavor in Your Ear podcast with myself, Marquise Edwards. And I'll get straight into it today. I'm so excited if you all heard my voice. I have a very special guest that will be talking about a specific topic today. And before I get into her Personally, I'll read her bio for you all. She, her name is Coco. She's a Chicago native like myself. Okay. Who was traveling? The, yeah, okay, there you go. <laughs> who is traveling the world and currently has a podcast called Kicking with Coco that is about life in general with an emphasis on relationships. The podcast has been airing since February of 2020. With the podcast, Coco's vision is to provide valuable insight through our experiences and help people learn how to love themselves and love ones better. In conjunction with her podcast, she started a t-shirt line that is geared toward the Black Lives Matter movement and chose the phrase, I'm black 25-8. This means I'm black more than seven days a week, and I can take pride in that, and I can feel that, sister. Yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> a little about her. She's one of my great friends that I've known like for the past couple few years. She's been very helpful with me starting this podcast with dumb questions, uh, anything. I've been very supportive of her. She is uh, like Nowadays, she has taken the entrepreneurship as a side job, more full-time job. That's a pretty popular thing nowadays. And I was so excited to get her on, on the show and have some conversations because if you listen to her podcast, you'll see she talks about everything. She has a very professional podcast, really illuminated guests, good topics and things like that. So for this topic today, I said I have to get my sister on to talk about it. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. You know, like you said, entrepreneurship, you know, it's a big wave right now, but I definitely think it's something that we all need to take into consideration. But I will say entrepreneurship ain't for everybody. It is not for the faint at heart. If you're not willing to put in the time, the effort, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you won't succeed in it. And so like even doing podcasts, like there are a lot of people you can reach out to for advice and help, but then there are still things that you need to teach yourself how to do. You know, I commend you for starting this podcast journey. And I definitely say it's been amazing to me just because I feel like I now have an outlet outside of my everyday life to express myself. I agree. I agree. And it's definitely, as you said, uh, it's a lot of bumps in the road as far as being consistent because this isn't, this isn't our normal job, of course, right? So we have mm -hmm. our normal job where we still perform at a high level and everything like that. Yeah. And you're doing this, doing this on the side, which people think is easy, but it does require some time, you know, some patience too, because, you know, you, you, you get better as you grow, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, but first thing we wanted to get into, we're going to just talk about the latest news in the world before we get into the main topic. Just had a brand new president elect Joe Biden and first African American Vice President Kamala Harris, 
Uh, what's your thoughts about this? Is what you think about not about the whole election thing, just about how times have changed now amidst this pandemic and about our new president elect and vice president elect? So as far as the people we have now as elected officials to run this country, I think that when it comes down to it, I don't think any politician is going to be, you know, mm-hmm. wanted by everybody. Like there's going to be something that this person has done in the past that people don't like. There are going to be people that be like, oh, he's great. He's the next coming of Jesus. And I think that's what we all expected when President Obama was elected, you know, for him to be the the great black hope. But um, and people can say what they want to say about him as a president and what he didn't do. But the fact still remains he was our first black president mm-hmm. for America, which shows that times have changed. Now we have a black woman being elected as vice president and not even Hillary Clinton could could get the people's vote to be president. So it's just kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. black people have made many, many strides in in the world. I think what we are doing as a movement is amazing. We still have a long way to go. Absolutely. Um, And Mm -hmm. I just hope that, and I don't want to say the closet racist, you know, go away because we still going to have those people, but just feel that as we have children or, you know, people other than Black people have children, raise your child to care about everybody and not just people that look like them. I think it's great that we have a a black woman in in office and you know I also don't want to leave out the fact that I think her mother is of some Indian or you know Middle Eastern descent so that is a first as well and so it's something to be commended and applauded I look forward to seeing great things from her. I hope that President-elect Biden can be what this country needs at this time as far as bringing peace to it and definitely getting rid of this COVID situation because I do think it was poorly handled. I agree. Uh, I have, I guess I got mixed takes on uh, as far as the whole thing. So President Trump's tenure uh, showed how much we disagree with people just, you know, just on the plain fact that uh, the way he handled things. And I don't think he was just like outright like racist, but when you empower people, when you make people feel that they're not doing something wrong and you don't condone it or, 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 or I mean, you don't condemn it, that's the problem. And I don't think a lot of people understand, mm-hmm. a lot of people understand yeah, that they support what he does and things like that. But when you, when you take it, like if you have two people just fighting and you say, Oh, nobody was wrong. You can't, that's not, you can't live like, you can't live that way. You can't live that way. And he never understood that part. And he tried mm-hmm. to, you know, Save face at the last moment, you know, because you know the African American vote, as we know, is pretty strong in the in, you know in, in the community because we we're one of the big biggest consumers, you know. What I'm saying we always support everybody and things like that. And I'm not saying I don't personally don't think any politician is gonna like like you said is gonna save us, right? But at the same at the same time, if you creating problems that we don't right. need <laughs> on top of all the world problems and COVID and everything like that, we don't mm-hmm. need any like promoting race, no, no, uh, like not condemning racism. You, that's simple and. My, and my moment when, when he was on, I think the last debate or whatever, yeah. when the guy asked him, condemn, can you right now condemn racism? He had the biggest chance in the world to just flat out say, I, I condemn it. I don't stand by it, but he had to say some weird stand, stand down, stand by crap because he still need those people's support because they give him money because they give him money. So that shows where your, where your loyalty lies to the money. And you know, people know you're just giving lip service like all politicians do. But don't make it seem like, you know, like you're not he, he's smart enough to know when somebody asks you a direct question, how to answer it directly. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I hope for the future. For sure. um, I'm glad that uh, that we can move move forward. Mm-hmm. I don't think everything is going to get solved in one tenure. But I do like that there's progress being made. All of the people that disagree with, uh, you know, Joe Biden being the president, they're not going to disappear. But at the same time, they, I mean, they have to accept it the same way we have to accept, yeah. you know, President Trump's tenure as well. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, I don't I don't know if any one president is going to be able to fight COVID because it was like a big 
a big hit to everybody. Every country from the world is suffering from it, but we are the biggest country with the most people. So it looks the, it looks the baddest when we, you know, we the baddest country, you know, all technology and we still here struggling like big time. It doesn't look, it doesn't look good. And you can't, you can't, you can't ignore that. You know, you, you can't, you can't ignore that. So, uh, much, much congrats today. As far as Kamala Harris, I mean, it's good to see a woman of color, especially in today's society. All, you know, all the, all the rights and things that the women been through to see that you, you giving somebody hope that they can reach that ladder and, you know, and get that high. You know, it's gonna always be, like you said, some negative things people say about people, but. Uh, yeah, for sure. From that, for, for some little girl right now, she's looking like, oh, I can be the mm-hmm. vice president of the United States and hopefully one day we'll have a, you know, a female president, you know, in the future as we continue to grow as a country. So. So that's all we got on uh, current events. Let's give a round of applause for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Okay, so now let's dig into what we came here to talk about today. So, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to be more of a listener and just chime in because sis knows all this. She got this is her specialty right here. So I'm going to let her I'm going to let her set the tone. But I'm going to ask all the deep ass questions, you know, just in case. Mm-hmm. I, I know I'm, I'm going to start off slow, but we, you know, we're going to start getting into the nitty gritty in this. In this, in this let's thing. get into so, it. <laughs> uh, main topic today, we wanted to. It's going to be a branch of different things, but the most important main thesis statement of this episode is what is the most important concepts in maintaining a relationship in 2020? Um, one thing about time, you know, time change and people change, but I, I feel like the formula should be the same, but nowadays, uh, I don't know. I don't think you can, I don't think. I don't want to say the formula is a little bit different. <laughs> okay. And the, and the reason I say the formula is just a just a tad, a taste, maybe a little bit more than a taste, mm-hmm. uh, different, is because we're in times where in 2020, how many trips have you been on in 2020? Uh, zero. Myself, zero. Facts. Yeah. So mm-hmm. with not being able to travel, mm-hmm. not being able to do basic things like go to the gym, um, grocery shop, the the regular things that you would do, we're not out and about doing that anymore. And so, like, of course, online dating has been a thing for a while, but now it's more of a concept of this is how I have to meet people because... Mm-hmm. You're not going to meet the person that you're meant to be with or want to be with if you're sitting at home on the couch because they're not going to just break into your house and say, hey, girl, let's be together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So you have to, I think, first open yourself up to the option of online dating. Now, I mean, if you got some friends, they got a mutual friend that's like, oh, I think this is where it's set. Y'all need to get together. That's one thing. But if you don't have that as an option, this is Mm -hmm. the option that we have right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. It definitely is different because I feel like only problem I have an online dating and stuff like that. I feel like people, when they on social media and stuff, have a lot more courage than they would in person. So, and the personality aspect of it, I think people can, you know, spit game a little bit better over words than they would in person. So you really don't know anybody because, you know, everybody knows how to, you know, how to craft like some you know, poetic words to suit the soul of, of somebody talking to, but then you meet them in person, they're a totally different person. So that's what makes, I guess, for a woman, uh, you know, a little bit more difficult to who to believe, you know, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, you know, you have to court a woman, you have to court a woman. So you have to, you know, stimulate her mentally, you know, as well, you know, outside mm-hmm. of the physical part of it. So when you're hearing all these words, cause I know women hear words all the time, somebody shooting their shot, you know, everywhere shooting their shot, saying different things at them. And now as social media and, and, and online is the way you got to be reading what everybody's saying and depicting who is who, you know, and stuff like that. So I think that's makes it more difficult. So I know a lot of people are like, I am no stranger to online dating. I do do it. And Mm -hmm. like every website allows you the opportunity to write a bio. And with that bio, you basically say what you tell just a little bit about yourself. You know, you put what it is that you're looking for in the bio. And I know a lot of people will say, who really reads these things? I'm reading it. Because if your ass sitting there talking about 
hookups only or whatever, <laughs> I'm swiping left on your ass. Like, I'm not looking for no hookup. And when people hit me up that's looking for hookups, like, I specifically put it in my bio, even though people probably don't read it. But if you read, mine will say, if you looking to hook up, swipe left. So I'm only swiping right on people <laughs> who have a bio that has some substance. So it, you, you have to do the vectoring just because they have a nice face. And of course, that's all you have to go off of on online dating is the the physical appearance, but maybe that physical mm-hmm. appearance, along with them telling you something about themselves and what they're looking for, you know, is, okay, let me be open to this. So you have to be open to the process. Because if you just swipe in because it's a cute face, then of course you mm-hmm. might not get the desired results. So you have to look for the substance. If you message the person and they hitting you with one lines or they not necessarily being very communicative, then that might be an indicator that this ain't the one for you. So with that, whether you meeting somebody online in person or however you meet people, you need to really be vectoring Mm -hmm. these people that you encounter because at this point, like me and you, we in our thirties, like we we don't mm-hmm. have time to just no time for no game. No time you know, for no let's game. <laughs> be upfront about what it is that we want. I would say come up with some concepts, some expectations that you are looking for in a mate. And I would say narrow it down. Don't make this laundry list of things. That's like, ooh, I need you to be tall. I need you to be fine. I need you to be ripped up. Like all of these physical attributes, like, yes, we want somebody that is appealing to the eye, but that should not be what deters you from talking to somebody. Because I Mm -hmm. will say I have dated some unattractive people, Mm -hmm. but because how they carried themselves, their personalities attracted me to them. You know what I'm saying? So y'all hear, that, y'all, y'all hear that all the ugly guys. There is a chance, y'all. There's a chance. Funny, ugly dude. You got a chance. <laughs> like as long as you got some substance, you can get any girl. Mm-hmm. Confidence is key. <laughs> you know, like I said, this list of things, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. break it down to what's most important. All the superficial things, leave that out. Like, yes, we want. Like I said, somebody mm-hmm. appealing to look at. But at the end of the day, you want somebody that is a good communicator. Somebody that can listen. Because it's one thing to be able to communicate. You can hear me, but are you listening? So a yes. good communicator, yes. a good listener. Yes. Somebody that wants the same things as you. You know, you need to be compatible in your mm-hmm. wants as far as like what you see for your life. Because if you mm-hmm. get with somebody and then... Later on down the road, you find out that that's not exactly y'all not on the same page and y'all can't figure out how to get on the same page. Now you got a dilemma. You you at a you at a standstill. Yeah, that's a that's actually a big one. I would say because uh, think about it. If 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 your goal is to do some type of business and my goal is to be a traveler, that's not always going to line up. You know, what I'm saying our goals ain't lining up. Because I'm planning on being out the door all the time and you trying to you know, stay in one place and, and, you know, start something. A lot of people forget, like, you're physically attractive. But then after a while, when, you know, y'all get settled down and you start trying to put your minds and your goals together and that mm-hmm. shit ain't lining up correctly. You're like, oh, damn, maybe we ain't for each other. You know what I'm saying? Because then yeah. it, go, it goes past the physical part at that point. Because now you're like, OK, how can we help each other grow? And if you can't help each yeah. other grow, that. If y'all ain't on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because somebody, somebody in the relationship is going to give. And that means somebody is sacrificing what they want for that other person. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if ultimately down the road, you don't foresee yourself gaining what it is that you want from the situation, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you need to evaluate that at the beginning. And if you y'all can't get to the same thing or that person can't be like, you know, later on down the road, we can do X, Y, Z, then you might need to just leave that situation alone. So do you think when two people are first knowing each other, should they express their goals early on 
because you know the honeymoon phase, right? When you feeling somebody, you're not thinking about all of the responsible adult things like goals and where we're going. And that's a lot of people's problem. But do you think early on, is it selfish to put your goals out there first or is it a better communication to put your goals out there first so you don't waste time, you know, with all the honeymoon phase and then you end up, boom, we talk about adult stuff and now we, we got we to gotta figure something out. So I know a lot of people be like, but you shouldn't tell everything about yourself up front, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you know, I feel like if you know, like you want to be married, put that out there. You you don't have to be like, you know, oh, I need to get married and whatever, whatever. Just be like, you know, right now I'm in a place where I am dating to marry. That's not putting any pressure on you. That's mm-hmm. just where I'm at right now. And if you don't foresee yourself being somebody that's trying to date to be married, then maybe this is not a match. Because at the end, like I said, at this point in time, I don't have time to waste for somebody to be like, yeah, like we on the same page and then we've been together for a year and not to say, oh, we need to be married in a year. But, you know, of course, the normal progression of things is like, oh, we've been dating for a while. What's the next step? And if you don't foresee marriage, then we don't need to be. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a deep, it's, a, it's a deep topic, you know, and I know like a lot of people listening probably like, you know, that's super serious. Like, you know, you know, some, cause some people just fun oriented, like they just want to have fun. And I think we all, I think it all is, it depends on where we all are in our lives. You know what I'm saying? So that's especially like, you know, with age gap and stuff like that, because like what you're saying for somebody like 21, 22, they're probably like, hell no, I ain't trying to do all that stuff. <laughs> No, now I said 21, 22, <laughs> live your life. <laughs> like, do not be out here like, I'm trying to be married. Girl, dude, you got time. Like, at 20, 21, I was not worried about being married. At mm-hmm. that point, I had just left my mama house. I'm like, I don't want to be accountable to nobody but myself. I don't have to tell you where I'm going, what I'm doing, when I'm coming. But at the same time, same time out of respect mm-hmm. you want to respect the person that you in a relationship with and, right. and at that time i was just like i ain't there i ain't trying to respect nobody but me i personally think between like 21 25 i don't think coming from myself and think about my experience back then men aren't mature enough at that point like that anyway it's i'm not gonna say men in general because i don't i hate generalizing i just think that you know when you got somebody between 21, 25 for a male and they just getting out their mama house. They, you know, they got to get the hoe out of them, the little hoe out of them. You know, when they think, oh, mm-hmm. I'm a single bachelor, you know what I'm saying? They, and although guys, some people might mask it, you know, they, they, they might mask it, but at the same time, they, they're, they're a young man, you know what I'm saying? They, they got to get out of their system so they can know to evaluate what they want in their lifetime too. And that's what, mm-hmm. it's a hard thing to tell somebody between the ages of people like, why are you, why are you, what do you mean? Wait, 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 you know, so I'm in love now, but you don't know what, we don't even always know what love is at this, at this point. You know what I'm saying? So I know they don't have a, they don't have a figured out. So yeah, I think that as far as love goes, I think mm-hmm. that we know love from a romanticized version of what we see on TV. So of course, when we date and we expecting that same thing, but in reality, sometimes that's not how love operates. True. True. So I got another question for you. Mm-hmm. When it comes to online dating, mm-hmm. right, is the bio a pretty so you know some people just put their face up there and they don't have no words, or some people express themselves a little bit crazy. Is the bio a big part of whether you even get this person the attention? Because for me, right, I, I like I will read something and I'll be like, okay, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be picky, but they if I see the age and they got like bad misspelling in 2020, I'm like, that's already like okay, you got some issues. When you, you know, talking, when your vocabulary is like really, really bad, mm-hmm. you know, and, and or something like that, I'm like, ah, no. So from a woman's perspective on the online dating tip, like, is the bio, does it, how, how much does the bio play into you even giving someone interest when you online date? So for me, like I said, the bio is important to me. So I remember when mm-hmm. I first started online dating, it was right after I got divorced. But me and him was still in the same area. So it was kind of like, I don't want nobody to see me on him and tell him that I'm on it. So I felt like I was trying to hide myself. So I wouldn't put 
a bio mm-hmm. on it or whatever. But but now that I'm like, like I'm single, been single for quite some time, I put bios on there because I want someone to know what it is that I'm looking for. Because I don't want to waste someone else's time mm-hmm. saying like you thinking you mm-hmm. linking up with me for a hookup. And I'm like, nah, that ain't where it's at. And like I said, I also want to know like if you post a bio, like you said something that was like, oh, okay, maybe he has something interesting to talk about. And maybe he could be an interesting person. You know, I like to travel. Mm-hmm. If he put in his bio, he likes to travel. Maybe that's that's what intrigued me. So, okay, we swipe and we match. Okay, where have you been? These are the places I've been. You know, it's like you finding common ground. Now, after that conversation, if you find he just looking for a hookup, then you mm-hmm. could just be like, hey, that's not what I'm here for. Regardless if you have a bio or not, you know, there are going to be some things that, of course, aren't in that bio that you find out after you match with that person. At least you had something to initially spark the conversation. Right, 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 right. I, I agree. I agree. I, yeah, I, I, I can solely agree with what you're saying from a male's perspective, perspective as well, as far as that goes. So, We'll move a little bit further past the online dating part. Okay, say you're in a relationship now, right? Now we're going to talk about if, hypothetically speaking, of course, if you're in a relationship, right? Do you think the way your family loves or the way you've seen love in your family has affected the way that you love personally? Oh, most definitely. I think either how we were loved or how we were not loved. It's mm-hmm. carried out into what we look for from our spouses. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not to say, oh, I want somebody to love me like my dad loved my mom. But you've you've had firsthand knowledge of what some semblance of intimacy looks like. So mm-hmm. that's what you're looking for mm-hmm. in the mate. You, you saw how your parents responded to each other. When you have a mate, you want to be able to respond to them in the same way. True. Very true. Um, I, so that's the that's the difficult part about it because I feel like the reason why relationships are so crazy, right? And it's because everybody mimics or mirrors, whether they agree with it or not, they mimic the love they saw at home. So if mm-hmm. you came from a, a, a family that your mom and dad was always fighting, or you only had a mom, or you only had a dad, or something like that, regardless if you agree, a lot of people just don't like to agree with it, but it does affect how you treat other people. Mm-hmm. And when you sure. and when you go out and just go meet somebody, you don't know what they they family love background is, right? So like a lot of mm-hmm. people, I feel like a lot of people ignore that, but that's the reason why a lot of people have compatibility issues, right? Because mm-hmm. your idea of what love is and my idea of what love is, like I could have seen uh, my daddy cheating my mom all the time, so I'm like, I got trust issues, you know what I'm saying? But I'm, I'm not gonna I'm mm-hmm. not gonna tell you that. But then you come sure. in, you come in a relationship talking about how much we need to have trust. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that right there is like already a, a big wall that nobody explains early on. So that just makes, yeah. that just makes love so much so complicated when you're in a relationship because of those things that could come out years and years later. You know what I'm saying? About why you are the way you are. Mm-hmm. And so what I will say about that, like from just my own personal life is that At a point in time, my stepdad and my mom were together. And Mm -hmm. when my parents were together, they were, I wouldn't say the epitome of a perfect relationship, but I honestly never saw my parents argue. And and when I did see them, they were like friends, one, two, and when they, they were affectionate to each other, they were affectionate to each other. So, of course, that's what I look for from my spouse. I want my spouse to be affectionate with me. So if I feel like there are people out there who are not affectionate, Mm -hmm. and honestly, I want somebody to be affectionate with me, but sometimes it takes me a while to get affectionate with somebody. Like, it takes me, like, really getting to know you to be affectionate with you. Which is, I mean, you you protect your feelings and yourself. You have to, because people don't understand, people don't understand how much because it's not always how I've been. Yes, it is. It is learned behavior. And I will say this because mm-hmm. people don't know until you've been, when you're young, you love so raw, you know what I'm saying? You'd be so energetic. Yeah. You don't know how much until you get old and like how, how much, and when you really use emotion, how much it's draining when you put into somebody, you know what I'm saying? 
when you put trust and love in somebody, it's draining, man. Like, and that's why mm-hmm. people, it's hard for people to start over so many times. Cause people are like, I don't know if I have that much of me emotionally to keep doing this over and over again. That's the biggest obstacle that I feel like people don't understand that whether you agree with it or not, put a lot of energy into relationships and sometimes it don't work out. Things break up depending on how mature the couple is. You put a lot of energy when you're breaking up. You know, y'all like mm-hmm. fighting and, you know what I'm saying? You're trying to get back together and don't know. It's a lot. And people, and as a human, you got to want to protect yourself. You're like, yeah. second time, wow, I'm not about to go out here and want to exactly. go through that again, through, you know, through that same scenario again. So I understand that. I can understand why you are the way you are because you have to protect yourself. You wouldn't be smart if you went back in the same way mm-hmm. again and then got hurt or invested all this energy again and with the same results. You'd be like, am I stupid or what am I? What's wrong with me? I know better. That's how you would be. So I understand why you are that way. And I agree with yeah. you. So, but once I get to the point that I I can mm-hmm. be affectionate with someone, I expect for that affection to be reciprocated. So mm-hmm. me being with somebody that cannot be affectionate is not somebody I could be with. You know, and that's. Okay. Okay. And people show you who they are initially. You just have to be cognizant of their actions. And no, it's not being calculated, but you just got to be aware. I feel like you don't get to know the true somebody to like maybe like um, half a year or a year in. Mm-hmm. That's that's just me personally, because like, OK, once you get the whatever you attract to about this person, be it uh, physical, or, you know, emotional, whatever it might be. That wears off, right? And then you get to that normal, that normalcy phase where it's normal, right? Where y'all just either compatible or y'all not compatible, right? And then mm-hmm. some people take it further, they might move in or take another step. And that other step is when you start seeing what you like or don't like about this person. And you kind of gauge in your mind, if I can deal with this shit for longer, if I can deal with this shit for longer. So that's for like, you know, a lot of people forget that phase. And that's not to say don't give energy early on in a relationship, but exactly. that energy is like, a, it's like a high. And then you can, you're going to dip a little bit. It's going to be a high and you're going to dip a little bit. And you have to expect that dip. You can't expect that high level for a long ass time. No, you can't expect that. So that's, that's the problem that a lot of people I feel get into is they expect this high level romance. Cause they, to be honest with you, a lot of us, and I, this is another question for you, right? So I feel like as far as people in general, especially in today's society, right? We look at a lot of celebrities relationships, right? Do you feel? That celebrity relationships should be looked at for us, you know, for us common people. Should they be a, a model for us? Because I feel like because they're in the public spotlight, we don't see everything, right? So I know, I know a lot of people, you know, a lot of people, yeah, people like, oh, this person, this, this person, but I've, I'm quite sure they had the same problems we have, but it's not publicized because of the fact that they're, they're, they have control of what we can see, right? So what do you, what do you think about celebrity relationships and people that pattern? There's or gauge their success based on some on of someone who's popular or famous uh, relationship success. I think it's one thing to say a celebrity couple inspires you that that's okay to say that their relationship inspires you. But Mm -hmm. to say like that's couples goals or, you know, this the kind of relationship I want. I wouldn't use them as the the marker to say. You know, the standard. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't look to them for the standard because they are in different situations than we are. Like you said, we don't see everything. But Mm -hmm. as far as like the younger celebrities, we see a lot of their shit. And Mm -hmm. you got people cheating Mm -hmm. or taking people back. And I don't see nothing wrong with that if you able to get past the situation Mm -hmm. and move forward. If that person... And it all comes down to what y'all have agreed upon in your relationship. Take Cardi B and Offset, for instance. We don't know what their arrangement is. And we don't know if Cardi is okay with him messing with other chicks when she ain't around. Or we all know that she likes to go that way, too. But we don't know exactly what their situation is. All we know is maybe somebody on one of his side chicks or whatever them popped off and now they broke up or whatever the case may be. But exactly, exactly. We we can't compare ourselves to them. We can't say, well, I'm gonna take him back. Cardi took her man back. We don't know what they we don't know what their relationship entails. You know, so you can't compare that. You may not be open to the concept of your man stepping out on you. And just when you get blasted in public, then it's a problem. We we don't know if that's the agreement. 
So you can't sit here and be like, that's a couple go, you know, they take each other back or whatever the case may be. So to me, no, I'm not looking to any celebrity couple as a couple go or I aspire to be like that couple because we don't know the ins and outs of their relationship. We only know what we see. Yeah, it seems like they love each other, you know, in public, but they could hate each other behind the motherfucking door. Uh-huh. <laughs> so true. So true. So true. Yeah. But they're doing that for, for publicity mm-hmm. to keep that image out there. That's, that's, what the money. Prime you know, that's what makes the money. So you, you bought up, I guess, uh, when you talk about the offset and Cardi B what about the cheating thing, I have a, a question for you as far as we go into cheating, right? So I want you to choose one. When it comes to cheating, do you believe you should forgive and forget? Forgive, but don't forget, or don't forgive at all. I feel like forgive, forgive, and don't forget. Okay. And I say that because when you in love, it's hard to be like, I mean, it's some people that can be like, oh, you che- that's a non-negotiable for somebody. Mm-hmm. And you cheated? Nah, I can't fuck with you. And mm-hmm. then it's some people that's just like, okay, I, I can forgive you, and I can forget about it. And then there's some people that's like, I can forgive you and not forget about it. And to me, I say forgive and not forget because I want to stay with you. I love you, apparently. So I'm going to forgive your indiscretion and hope that you've learned from this situation that it's not worth our relationship for you to step outside of it. One. Two, I'm not going to forget because I feel like it's almost... and. When I say I don't forget, it's like I can remember that this situation happened. But am I going to hold this against you for the rest of my life? No. That's Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I was going to say, so because when you don't forget something, mm. it's like, is that person going to always be, does it going to always be held over their head, you know, going forward, going, going forward right? That's, that's, that's a big question with that. Because I don't know, me personally, I said, uh, mm-hmm. I might want to forget it because I'm sometimes petty, right? And then... And and, I, and not, not even about the petty part of it. It's the part of like, if you don't forget it, I feel like anything that might make you feel like that person's going back into that type of situation mm-hmm. is going to trigger you. And if that's just human, yeah. that's human instinct, right? So like, so like, think about somebody cheated, right? Or somebody's a cheater. That one moment where you know they don't mm-hmm. answer your phone or don't return your phone call, like within the next day or something like that, you can immediately go back to that. Mm-hmm. That's still in your mind. I only think that you should. You should forgive if you're gonna stay with somebody. You should you should forgive and forget it. Is because that's gonna haunt mm-hmm. you, you know. And, and, and forgetting it doesn't mean like you know you just like it's like you deal with the situation at hand at that time and you got to start fresh. Because like me, like I said, if me and you was together, right, and then you know, you going out, you you cheated on me, right? Then it's one day you like, oh, I need to spend a girl. I'm going out on a girls trip or something like that. You're gonna think about the mm-hmm. shit a little bit. Like we just got back together. What you doing on the girls trip for already? Or even with me, right? I'm like, yeah. I'll spend night in my friend house tonight. We just got back together. It's going to be a little bit of, you know, uh, of that thought in your mind. Cause some people yeah. aren't, aren't good at proving, reproving themselves. I think the lot, I think the biggest problem mm. with people when they cheat is that they upset that they got caught. Right. And then they don't want to put that. It's harder work to make somebody retrust you. Like at the, you know, the, to rebuild that trust, that's the most difficult part that anybody can, 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 can deal with. And a lot of people don't. They have too much. They either have too much pride. They're like, "Oh, I'll just go and do me," or, or "I'll go start with somebody else," because they always think it's easier. But that little part right there, where they got to rebuild trust, is hard. It's difficult for people to accept that. So I will say, I have been on both ends of this situation. Okay. I have cheated, and I have been cheated on. Okay. And when I cheated, like, yes. It took mm-hmm. so much for me to try and regain his trust, you know, after that situation. Okay. And ultimately, I I did not regain his trust. And that was a hard pill to swallow. But then when I was in a situation where I was cheated on, okay, mm-hmm. it wasn't that mm-hmm. I accepted it. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I'm more of a, I understand okay. why something may have happened. Saying, and... So for me, like when I say I can forgive and not forget, okay. it's just kind of like saying, mm-hmm. okay, we had this situation. We can move on. We can move past. But the con, and 
you don't have to take it. Like, honestly, for me, you don't have to do a lot to regain my trust because I just feel like if I have accepted to stay in this relationship afterwards, then mm-hmm. I should be able to move forward. So, mm-hmm. so maybe it is more of a forgive and forget. Like, you never forget about it. Let's, not, let's not just be not completely, no. Never gonna, yeah, right. No, you're never going to forget about right. it. But you can move forward and be like, I'm open to this process. Right, right. I, I agree. I, I can agree with that. I so that. I feel like if you choose to stay with somebody after they cheat on you, be open to the process. Don't be sitting there like every time he turn a corner, where he going? What he doing? Who he with? <laughs> Why you been over there so long? Like, mm-hmm. you know. Then that's that's going to ruin it. That's, that's, yeah, that's going to ruin it. It's going to Because nobody time, yeah. is going to want to sit and be talk, be treated like this. Right. Because then, then it becomes so like, you know, police, cops and robbers type of deal. Yeah, you nagging now. And then, you know, even if even if you tell the truth, you're like, man, I got to re-explain mm-hmm. myself every single time. Blah, 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 blah. So I get, I get that part. So in your opinion, do you think that an emotional affair is worse than a physical one or vice versa? <laughs> so I honestly feel an emotional if- affair is worse than a physical affair. A physical affair. Mm-hmm. Do we really want to use the word affair? Cause it could just be a one-time thing. Like a fling now, or an emotional like affair, of, of course, some time true, true, has true. Yeah. transpired in this situation, if you're calling it an emotional situation. So I think in an emotional, mm-hmm. that is an emotional affair um, because mm-hmm. you've taken time to build a rapport with someone and like you are, you're invested mm-hmm. in this other person. So it's definitely worse because this is telling me mm-hmm. that this person mm-hmm. is providing you something mm-hmm. that I'm not. Mm-hmm. True, 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 true. And I think that feelings last a very long time. Like once, if you really care about somebody or you fulfill somebody, like that, you know that. So for guys, I think that they probably would say the physical one, right? And for women, they would say the emotional one. Because, but I feel like as I got older, I understand the emotional. But me say. Because they don't believe women can have sex true, without emotion. True. I mean, I'm, I might fall in that category too. Because I mean, for a woman to give herself up, she do got like you some some type like she, like she got like you some type of way. She she, she got to have some type of feelings towards you. Like women, is, yeah. I mean, unless you just like you know, slutty slutty, but most women, you know that you ain't that you're not just giving it up to somebody who's like this is a this is just a bum. Because yeah, nine times out of ten, you also a woman is also not gonna sleep with somebody that she just met. Exactly, exactly. So now guys are different. Guy, I don't know why guys are so much different. And not all guys. I'm not going to try to generalize, like I said, but some guys can, you know, they, it's this mentality where they just get what they want and they done. The problem is we all try to judge each other based on how we do things, but that ain't, it's not, you know, it's not the, it's not the same. So I, th- mm-hmm. I think from an emotional standpoint from a man, um, loving, like having feelings for somebody is something you can be anywhere in the world. If you care about somebody, you can always want to talk to them check on them you yeah. know stuff like that even when you're not physically you know in a you know in a presence so and like you said if you're not if you as a woman you with somebody you're not providing that you're like damn like nigga, she already she all the way across the world and you just you want to see how she's doing and caring about her and that can go that's a very long time it can go to until to, to she die so you die so that's that's pretty big mm-hmm. so this segment of the show i have called the hot seat questions and you are about to sit on the hot seat you have to be honest it's not gonna be too crazy and it's gonna have uh, a mix of mm-hmm. a few different uh questions i just kind of toggle some questions i have nothing it's because it's kind of random so you don't want to i don't want to make you think that i got some pre-made crazy questions for you and i like that so we just gonna shuffle the deck here and we're gonna okay. see what we got here okay First question for the hot seat. Do you think and why having an OnlyFans is slutty or it's a hustle? I think it's a hustle. Me personally, what <laughs> I have on, no. But for the people who choose to have OnlyFans, like, 
it's a lot of people bringing in a lot of money from that. And a majority of the people who do have OnlyFans are people who are sexually free in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. And so they feel comfortable in putting themselves on display like that. So I, I definitely think OnlyFans is a hustle if that's the type of lifestyle that you into. So follow on question to that. Should moms have OnlyFans? These new breed of mamas, <laughs> you know, they sound <laughs> Could my mama have an OnlyFans? Hell no. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm sorry to laugh so hard. No, you, you thought about that one first. Boy, yeah. He said, mm, let me, let me, let, let me make this sound right. Like my mama better not have no OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. That was funny. So, okay. Okay. Your next hot question is, do you or do or don't you believe in role playing during sex? You know what you like and you don't like. <laughs> so, what what I will say about role playing, I think as you get older as well, you also become more open to things per se because now it's just like I've been there done that or maybe like you said you just know what you like Uh and Uh and I also think that with sex being as open as it is nowadays I think that if you Uh are in a relationship with somebody and you feel comfortable going outside of your comfort zone be open to it so um Role-playing is not necessarily my thing, but I think if I was with somebody and that was something Uh that they were into, I would be open to it. And also, I think it depends on the other person as well, because sometimes it just takes a certain kind of person to bring a certain thing out of you. So maybe that person just make me feel comfortable enough where I'm like... Okay, you want me to be the French maid? I'm Jackson. Yeah. You see this ass? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you might, hey, the, the mm-hmm. right the right person should be able to bring you know freedom out of you in that comfort level. So I I, I agree with that. I agree with that one. <laughs> okay, so your last question. This is a little. You know, this is not probably as deep. This is just a random. <laughs> this is not going too personal. This one is a, a would you rather. Would you rather have an unwavering willpower or a high IQ? I would say an unwavering willpower. Because sometimes high IQ means you book smart. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean you got no street smart. You don't got no common sense. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the unwavering. Um, exactly. Unwavering willpower? Yeah, I, that. I believe the unwavering willpower, too, is just because of the fact that uh, you can deal with anything that's throwing your way right mm-hmm. just because you smart don't always mean you're gonna figure shit out and, exactly. so, and i think personally because everything don't require a logical exactly. response. sometimes you can over you can, Life is not sometimes logical. you can overthink things then you can overthink because you because you're mm-hmm. so smart you're just overthinking you know everything so that's also uh, yeah. can be a hindrance in my in my opinion that you know you think you're so smart that you you above right you do you, you, you're doing algebra just to get out the door mm-hmm. when you can just be like i'm not gonna quit Banging on this door until I got this door. So I, I feel yeah. that way. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I'll take I'll take that, and I think that's that. I think that's that's the Chicago in you too. You know what I've noticed. You know, just the people in Chicago. You know, uh, just to you know reflect a little bit. Chicago builds a, a certain type of character of people. People from Chicago are hustlers. Like they will, they are relentless. Like they don't quit. And I I didn't realize this shit until now. I didn't really, we got some of the biggest hustlers on some of mm-hmm. like, like, it's so crazy. We have that. And it's, and it's, it's something that when you, when you from that region, man, like you have it, you don't yeah. seen bad, you don't seen good and everything like that. You do not quit. And I, I did not know you from Chicago to now. I know. And I was I'm like, damn. The same thing. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, damn, that's why sis be getting it. I like sis be getting it. And like that strong willpower and stuff like that. Like that is something so special and so unique. That people don't understand because we, you know, we dealt and see a lot of stuff growing up. Yeah. It's not actually necessarily easy to deal with um, mm-hmm. at, at all. So uh, thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate yeah, you. Thank you for having me. I actually me. think that you're going to be here again because we can have some really good conversations. <laughs> uh, 
definitely need you to get to get you scheduled on my show. You know, one thing about me, um, as far as, you know, just doing this whole podcasting thing, you know, from people like you that inspired me and whatnot, um, I feel like a lot of people have podcasts, right? But everybody does not have a, a good conversation, right? Like yeah. a conversation, like they could be smart. They can have all the stats and all of the, you know, whatever they want to have. But when it comes to someone else listening to you talk, is somebody mm-hmm. gonna, is somebody gonna really listen to you talk or, you know, or, are you, are you annoying them? Is it something they can really, if I'm on a treadmill, would I want to listen to me? Yeah. Like, can you have a two way conversation? Exactly. And then some people like to, we talk people you like i've been on the show mm-hmm. for an hour and I spoke for five minutes you know like <laughs> yeah. don't invite me here if you're just gonna talk over me all the damn all the damn time so uh i guess in summary what would we say in summary as far as i'll let you close that part out what are the most important concepts that that we discussed somewhere because we want we want we want a little over the place not too bad over places about how you date nowadays and things in a relationship that that you feel you need so for the listeners out there, uh, for us to like, you know, wrap everything up. Um, just, I guess the three things that you would say from based on what we conversated in 2020 are the most important concepts or mentalities to have to maintain a relationship. I would say be open, be open to okay. dating. Uh, because we, sometimes mm-hmm. we could say, yeah, I want to be in a relationship, whatever, 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 but then you're not willing to do the work to get into a relationship. Like, get out the house and meet people or like I say, because we can't get out the house for real, for real, you know, get online dating, you know, start conversing with somebody. And when you get up out the lockdown, y'all can meet up for coffee, but just be open. So that's one, two, listen to your instincts. You know, you know what it is that you want in a relationship. And if you find that this Mm -hmm. person is not compatible or cannot do what you need them, be what you need them to be, to you and for your relationship, walk away. And three, um, three, 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 three. Make your list of things that um, <laughs> that you feel are non-negotiable. <laughs> like I think that is really important to come up with a list of non-negotiables. So not necessarily a list of expectations, but a list of non-negotiables. These are things that you look for in a person that is normal. It's not outlandish expectations. Like, you know, you want children, but you find yourself in a relationship with somebody that don't want children. Y'all are not compatible. If you Mm -hmm. want somebody that is a hustler and not like a, a street hustler, but like know how to get out there and get their money and then you meet somebody that want to sit on the couch and play video games all day, that's not the person for you. Because you sitting here like, ooh, I done started this business, I'm doing XYZ and then your person sitting on the couch like, mm-hmm. oh, that's good, exactly. playing the video game or doing whatever they doing. You know, that's not productive or bringing no extra income into the house. So, you know, those are my three things that I feel are takeaways from this episode. Okay. Um, I guess I got to bring something different. I don't want to piggyback too much <laughs> off what you said. So, uh, well, I guess, like you said, compatibility, I would say, is the big thing. Um, not fooling yourself into thinking that you don't have to discuss, you know, futures and goals and things like that early on. Because, if, like I said, if you're down the road, don't line up. You eventually gonna get down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, being being able to express yourself to somebody, like you said, with a bio, being able to express yourself and, and let somebody know where your mind is, because today is so hard to physically go on dates and stuff like that. That now you we're depending on how you can exp- how you can express yourself. And the last thing I would say is don't move too fast. That's for the young folks out there. X. Because we actually heard some experiences, you know, from from both you and I, and that we know that. Yes, it can happen at a young age, but you do have time. So don't rush anything and figure out who you are, you know, while loving yourself before you give yourself to somebody else will make you feel a lot more whole, you know, when you think yourself, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what you want, you know, so. So yeah. all the listeners out there. Oh, go right ahead. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. One more thing that mm-hmm. I did not say throughout the show is, you know, we talked about kind of love yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. but you have to do the work to love yourself. Oh, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. You can't just wake up and be like, ooh, I love myself today. Because sometimes that ain't enough. So until you get to a place like you can enjoy your singleness, I don't think you are going to be able to fully get what you want out of a relationship because you've not taken that time to learn yourself and love yourself. Very, very true. That is a very uh, good point right there, because if you don't know what you want, somebody else ain't going to know what you want either. That's a big part. Oh, I did forget one special part of this because this this show is connected with travel. So I'm going to ask you uh, just a random because I want to promote for people, uh, especially mm-hmm. people less fortunate to travel. Because, as you know, you travel, too, since our career, yeah. you know, we travel or whatnot. Uh, just to recommend a place where, you know, a place that you went outside of the U.S. that you think is a cool place to go. So I'm going to have to do sound here. Just give you like two seconds to think. Just going to name a place that you would recommend to anybody out there listening. So here we go. What would you recommend? Africa. And I know it's a continent. Okay. But <laughs> it's, two, it's two places that I've been in Africa. Mm -hmm. that were super dope. But of course, I want to get to other places in Africa because I think overall it's an amazing place. We hear a lot of negative things about Africa. Yes. And so we may not be so open to going over them, but it's a really amazing place. And so I went to Nigeria and Ghana. I went last year for Christmas and New Year's 2020. So that was my last trip this year outside of work. And it was just amazing. The culture was amazing. It was nice to be in a place where the majority of people look like me. So that was a different experience. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. we we don't like to glorify slavery because it's not a glorifiable um, situation. But to be in the place, where slaves were held before they mm-hmm. left Africa to come to the Americas is um is breathtaking. The the view in it set in itself was so amazing. And it was like how could you take such a beautiful place and make it such so ugly? But it was an amazing amazing view. Um so I would definitely mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. do that. Of course you always need to be vigilant wherever you travel, but you know, be vigilant in Africa if you get a chance to go. It's a lot of history, a lot of history there. Um, and it's fun. It, it was a good time. And if you go, go during December. So Nigeria, they call it Dirty December because basically everybody from Nigeria ret- that lives outside of sure. Africa, they come back home in, you know, around Christmas time to see their family. And so there are a lot of events going on and it's definitely a, a good time. Okay. 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 So everybody heard that Africa is the continent. Nigeria is the place to try to travel to. Um, I'd like to give my sister a big round of applause <laughs> for coming on to the show. It was definitely a great conversation and great time. And of course we have to definitely. do this again. Uh, I, I love the the chemistry we have as far as conversations, very mature. And, you know, this is only just tip of the surface or whatnot. So everyone out there listening, make sure you go follow her on Instagram at Kiki with Coco. Please support her business. Um, She has been very helpful to everybody else. And my biggest thing to people that are helpful is to help them in return. However, I can um, go cop a T-shirt from her. Listen to her show. Uh, whatever however you can. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, sis. I really appreciate it. And you. honestly, like, as far as support go, like, yeah, I want you to buy my shirt because that's going to give me a couple extra dollars. But to listen is free. True. <laughs> Very true. It's a little bit of your a little bit of your time while you're on a treadmill. Driving to work. Driving to work. Driving to work. Something simple. Just a little listen. And we put a lot of effort into making something that's enjoyable for people to listen to and things that the common person can uh, relate to. That was my whole reason for doing this because I said, you know what? Us common folks can have good conversations too. We don't have to always look to to Hollywood and have entertainment or to have conversations that people can relate to. So to all the listeners out there, please go follow her, Kiki in with Coco on Instagram and uh, listen to our podcast, Kiki in with Coco as well. So with that being said, we are going to close out with Thanks for tuning in to another episode. 
please leave an honest review, subscribe, and share. Listen to us on all platforms. Follow us and ask questions on Twitter at Marquis Podcast Mailbag. Follow us on IG at Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. And like our Facebook page, Flavor In Your Ear Podcast. For exclusive content, info, special offers, and free entry into our monthly giveaways, send your email address to flavorinyourear247 at gmail.com to join our email list. If you're anxious, we have a snippet following our next episode's topic. Peace and love. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Don't forget that. My name is my name. Thank y'all for staying for the small snippet of what next episode's topic will be about. Next episode's topic will be about humor, how it's good for the soul, how, how things are funny. And also, guess who I'm taking on the versus battle? Gucci Burr! <laughs> See y'all next week.